the guru is live good monday morning it's time to rock and roll your business this morning and grow it bigger than ever imagined before and today's topic is who's responsible when the owner leaves because you know they signed that wonderful contract with you and suddenly you're on it's assumed that you are on base for sometimes the everything because the owner feels like well i've signed aren't you taking care of everything aren't you watering the lawn aren't you picking up the mail aren't you taking care of the pets the livestock the, the gates the everything for the house well we're going to talk today about who's responsible and what you need to do about responsibility of the listings that you have when you are the listing agent and there's an assumption that you're caring for things and when does that assumption become meaningful and how do we do it how do we keep it excuse me how do we keep in front of this relationship welcome to monday it's time to build your business and we're starting right after this so Rod, how can a cup of coffee improve my career in real estate well one cup of coffee is how we start our mornings and it's not a stranger in real estate we have coffee with our clients all the time even bigger than that we can sit down with one cup of coffee talk about your goals make your business bigger and push you to heights that you can't even believe that's right and i'll tell you working for rod and i you can be pushed because he's a workhorse i love real estate and i want to share my passion with building your career in real estate as soon as we can pour the next cup of coffee so how about a cup of coffee with us i look forward to having a cup of coffee with you and having a discussion of a career change as soon as possible thank you The guru is back with what needs to happen next. Okay, we're talking about who's responsible and what happens next. So you have a listing. You've signed that wonderful contract that we all love to sign. We're in a seller's market. There's almost no inventory. And of course, our people are busy with their life. And they sell, they sign it, and you're busy saying, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. You know those magic words, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. But what does everything actually mean? Where does our liability actually start and stop with this? And, and I'm talking not necessarily legal liability. I'm talking about that, that huge social picture of liability. People assume things, and it can ruin a relationship like that so what needs to happen next well the first thing that needs to happen is a checklist you need to develop a checklist so you've got the contract that's all in place for you no problem but what happens after that contract is all signed up well a checklist is really what you need to have I always tell my agents, you need to have a checklist. You need to go over with all of your listing contracts, what happens in the next things. And then that checklist needs to include questions. They're not just check, check, check. It's questions like, are you going on vacation? What's going on? How long do you expect this contract to actually take? You know, there's all of this, these aspects that are out there. So how long is the, the, one of the big questions is, is how long 
And how long question goes to a lot of aspects. For example, how long are you gone for work? If I'm showing your home and we're interacting with buyers because that is the process of selling your home is interacting with buyers coming and going, access of ingress, egress to the home, everything that's going on. How long are you gone? You need to know this. People will say, well, I don't want to share these kind of details with you. You need to know them and you're not prying too far into the relationship. You're just simply saying, look, in order for me to respect your time and your space, I need to know when you come and go for work. Because while you're gone, that's some of the best times to ever show your home. Number one, I'm not bothering you. That's terrific. Number two, people feel better if you're not in the home. I, I, to date, I've only met like one seller in all these years, one or two ever, that, said, that has said, well, I better be gone. They all feel like they want to be in the home. They all feel like they want to interact with the buyer. It's a bad idea. It's not a good idea to be interacting with the buyer because conversations happen and guarantees are spoken in, into existence. And all of a sudden you've got extra baggage coming onto the contract in the form of an oral guarantee. And let me tell you, even though it's not written, to think that people won't hold your feet to the fire on things that have been spoken into existence, you're kidding, we all know this. Where you are a professional in the, in the industry, you know people will hold your feet to the fire because they're saying, you. they said it would happen. They said that fence back there would be fixed. And lo and behold, it better happen or they are walking from the con. And that, that's exactly what happens. So who's responsible? Going back to who's responsible and how long? Well, there's work. And work happens usually. It's about a nine-hour process at work with the lunches and all that. And then there's the commute back and forth. So about 10 hours of a day often is consumed with work. That doesn't mean that nobody's in the home. So who else is is at the home while you're at work? There might be pets. There might be other family members. There might be children. There, you know, spouses. There might be cousins and friends that come and go out of your home. You may have an extraordinarily busy home. My wife's family had people coming and going out of their home constantly. It was this revolving door of people just coming and going out of the home. To, to track that would be almost impossible. Well, if that's the truth, you need to know and you need to start having that conversation early, carving out space because the responsibility starts to come to you to get people into the home. So who's responsible when the, when the person's gone? It also is the question of who's responsible to get people in the home to sell the home. All right, let's, let's move the conversation to vacation. But first, let me get a sip of my Black Rifle coffee. Loving the coffee. Some, some great coffees. It's a Monday morning, and I hope you've got a cup of coffee. By the way, take a minute. Like the show. It makes my day for you to like the show. And it's a Monday, so take a second. Like the show. Also, send me a comment. What do you do for people on vacation? Pardon me.
What do you do for your clients that are on vacation? Do you have an agreement? Do you have a written agreement as to what's going to happen while they're on vacation? Let me tell you, it's a good idea. Even if it's just an email, you should probably have some kind of written agreement as to what's happening when these people are on vacation. Because there's a, there can be a whole set of processes that need to happen when people are on vacation. And are you the one as the agent going to be caring for it? For example, at my home, my little farm that I have out in Corbett, Oregon. Well, if someone's taken over, I would never assume this. But if someone's taken over, somebody could assume that they're taking care of the livestock, the chickens, picking up, picking up the eggs, you know, collecting eggs, putting out hay, putting out grain, maybe even cleaning a stall. I would love to see that <laughs> someday. It might even make my wife temporarily put the house up for sale just to have a stall. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, but you need to have these kind of conversations. On vacation, who takes over? Because you need to know who else is coming and going in the home. During the vacation period of time, you don't want just random people coming and going. You're trying to help care for this. Now, liability-wise, they are still responsible. The owner still is liable for their own home. But you can take on some liability by creating conditions. I'm not saying do it. It's inevitable as you come and go out of the home, you need to make sure things are locked, gates are shut, windows, windows are locked, lights are in the appropriate fashion, you need to make sure things have been cared for. Otherwise, you could be taken on liability. Who's responsible? At times, it's you. And you need to have some kind of a written document if people are going on vacation as to who is caring for all of this. We, ha I have had people think that all of a sudden we signed the, the listing agreement and we kind of become the caretaker of their life. Suddenly, it's, well, grandma needs to go to the store. You're the agent. Can you make sure you take her to the store? Are you kidding? I'm not your transportation device. And if that's going to be part of what it is, I need to know so I can be arranging transportation for grandma because I'm not the transportation device for grandma. <laughs> All right. I hope you're having a good time this Monday morning. It, this is a topic that people don't often and dig into. They don't dig their heels into it until it's too late. They don't really think. Now, for those of you out there that have been doing this business for years, love to hear from you in the comments because you've dug your heels in already. You know exactly what I'm talking about when who's responsible when someone leaves. You've had these things hit you when they call you and say, hey, we decided to take off for the weekend. You're the, you're the listing agent. Our dog is outside and needs to be fed. We've all had this hit us. Every one of you that's been at this business any amount of time know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'd love to hear from you in the comments. But what kind of things have you been asked to go and do? For example, you're heading into wintertime. People take off for, for a weekend to the coast. And they say they call you and say, whoa, I hear there's a storm coming in. Can you go and cover my faucets? We have been asked to go and cover faucets. That's right. All right, you need to know when there's an emergency and people are out of town, you need to know how to get a hold of somebody for decisions. Wouldn't that just be a nice thing? 
And, and I know this is easier now. This is so much easier because we are in the land of cell phones. I know. It, it, but before, and there are still people, by the way, I have relatives. You may as well. I have some older relatives that refuse to have a mobile phone. I've even offered to help get them one, put it on my account, and they won't do it. It's landline, and if you're lucky, they'll answer it. Most of the time, they don't even answer the landline. <coughs> Let me get a sip of coffee here this morning. So you need to know who's on base. Who's on first base? Who's on second base? Are you the one watching the property? Are you supposed to be going by and taking care of this stuff? Or is there a neighbor that is helping? If possible, that the neighbor might be very helpful. That would be wonderful if the neighbor was helpful. Maybe the neighbor's taking care of the pets. If pets are part of the picture and they've been living there a long time, you very well may have a neighbor that's helping. But you want to know if the people go away for the weekend and you show up and the dog's in the backyard, you might be wondering. Because we're all, you know, we all care for animals. I, I have, have a tender heart when it comes to animals. We want them treated well. But our animals are probably treated as good as any human in the family. They have health care. They have the right diet. They have all the right stuff. And you likely feel the same way. And when the animal is left, whether it's a dog, a cat, a, a livestock, whatever it is, you want to make sure the animals are not being mistreated. And if there's an assumption that you're caring for them and you don't know the neighbors caring for them, or you see a random person coming onto the property, wouldn't it be nice to know that that person is actually caring for the animals and not stealing from your client? Now, how do you get a hold of them? Well, that can be a problem at times. Now, the likelihood, the, the absolute likelihood is that they are going to ha have a mobile device with them. But if they don't, maybe you need to know the hotel they're going to. Or maybe you need to know other relatives. Or maybe you need to have an agree a written agreement that you can take care and make some decisions. Not all of them. You're not going to put yourself in that kind of position. But some decisions about caring for the animals and the property. So who is caring for them? The animals. All the stuff. You, this needs to be a topic that you take time and peel apart. If you don't take time and peel this apart, it's trouble because food and water are critical. Animals need food and water just like you and I do. Every day, they're going to want food and water. If you don't feed my donkey every day, she will definitely let you know. In the morning, she's got great hearing, and she will let start hee-hawing at you that, hey, you haven't brought my grain to me, you haven't brought my hay to me, there's a problem. But what about aggressive pets? Because so far we're talking about pets in general, but what about some aggressive pets? When, when I was young, my parents told me to go and care for a farm in Bellingham, it was across the street. We lived on the Guide Meridian, and across the street was this farm. 
and there was a bull in the farm. And the and lo and behold, the bull the bull was not friendly. Shocking, right? The bull was so my brother and I went over there to care for it, but the bull kept charging the fence line. Well, dad, of course, eventually got, got concerned and came over and checked on us. So there can be aggressive pets, and the pets that are aggressive aren't necessarily a dog or a cat. It can be livestock, it can be any kind of animal that just doesn't interact well with a human. So you've got to think about the animals that you have here. If you're not around, how do these animals interact with other people? Maybe when you're here, you being the, the homeowner, maybe your animal interacts better with people than it does when you're not here. That's quite possible because animals, just like humans, get used to people. And they get used to a certain environment. And when that environment doesn't exist, they get suspicious of things. And they get spooked. And you don't want some big animal, a horse or, a, or whatever it is, getting spooked on you. So aggressive pets, something you need to have a conversation if they're going to go away and leave. And I'm using pets in the big broad term of all the animals. What about lawn care? Let's get away from pets for a second and let's talk about lawn care. Someone go, you know, somebody either goes away or they sign that wonderful contract with you and suddenly they think that you are the all in all for cutting their lawn. To date, I've never met an agent that thought positively about getting a mower and going over to their, their listing and having to mow the yard. Has it happened? Oh, yeah. I went and mowed lots of yards. I've taken pruning shears, all kinds of devices over, including power washers, because the sidewalk was so dirty that it needed to be power washed off in order to run the listing appropriately. Now, nobody wants to get a listing and all of a sudden be the lawn care maintenance person. You probably want to have a conversation about who's going to continue to care for this lawn. Now, you may have a, a, a listing that the people are planning to move out of the area or across town. So they're not going to be easily available to care for the lawn ongoing. So you may want to have a conversation about a lawn care maintenance company to come in short term to help care for this. Or maybe there is a, a, a young person a teenager or something that wants to come over and mow the yard. You need to keep the yard in a reasonable fashion for showing purposes. Otherwise, the house looks like it's not lived in. It looks like it's been poorly cared for. And here you have a house that actually has been well cared for, well maintained. But now the people just aren't living there anymore. This becomes a problem. What about lighting? Lights need to come and go. If the people have moved across town or somewhere else, you don't want the house just simply sitting there in the dark all the time. Now, the great thing is there is automatic lighting. We have automatic lighting that can be set up really fast. Think about setting up some automated lighting that comes and goes throughout the day. This is a good thing. It shows that maybe somebody is around. Lights are coming and going. 
it helps with some of the problems of a house just sitting there in the dark all the time. So think about the lighting. Are Is the owner concerned that the lights are simply off all the time? I've had owners want the breaker box turned off. And I've had to say, look, people are coming and going. We need the breaker box on. I know some people are really scotch. And, that, and I respect someone being scotch on money. But if you're so scotch that you have to have you know the, the breaker box off, Maybe you just need to think about this for a second. We're trying to not leave a single dollar on the table. This is the conversation that you need to have. You don't want to leave a dollar on the table. How do you do that? You make the place look like it's alive. It's a wonderful place to be. It's warm and inviting. And nothing looks warm and inviting if you can't even get the lights on. So that kind of conversation has to, who's responsible for it? You're responsible to have the conversation. They're still responsible for the bill, of course. They're not backing away from their, their own lighting bill. Well, I hope. <laughs> Mail, another wonderful opportunity to make it look like somebody is actually living there. You know, that mail piles up and it's pouring out of, out of the mailbox and the newspapers, you know, you have... 14 days the newspaper's been thrown at the house. They're all over the place. You probably need to go and pick this stuff up. Stopping these processes. You need to talk with your, your owner about stopping and changing the mail over. But it takes time. In the meantime, you probably need to swing by and pick up the newspapers. If they're having daily deliveries of newspapers, I'll tell you, that's, me, that's happening less and less nowadays. Finding places that actually have daily deliveries of news. It, it's becoming a bygone day. Back when I was, was young, I actually delivered newspapers daily on my bicycle. That isn't happening, I don't think, anymore, at least in the environments I, I know of. Oh, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. What do you do about mail and other deliveries? Whether it's newspapers coming daily or, you know, the daily, nearly daily Amazon delivery. What are you doing about these other deliveries when you have a listing and the deliveries are coming to the home and stacking up? Do you have an agreement? If the people have already moved away or maybe the home is empty that you're selling, it's, it's been a rental and no one's there now. It's just a vacant home. What are you doing about these things that are stacking up? Are you the one responsible for contacting and sending them back? Are you the one responsible for all these processes? If so, you need to get it in writing. Of course, as an attorney, I always say, get everything in writing. At minimum, you need to be contacting the owner and letting them know there's mail stacking up. There's newspapers stacking up, and you have been putting them in a box or something for them. Doing something with th these things to stop the liability and just so it doesn't get lost. The newspapers, well, it's you probably don't have to keep them, even though I probably would throw them in the box as well if they're actually getting those deliveries. All right. These are harder conversations. When, it, when you start talking about what to do with mail and delivery, they might say, well, don't worry, we'll handle it for you. You won't even have to think about that. But the likelihood is 
if they are leaving, if they're selling the house and leaving before the final day. There's going to happen. Some of these things, you're going to be responsible for having to pick them up. And the people moving in are not going to be kind about deliveries showing up that are not theirs. That's just how it works. So you want to get everybody on the same page with you. This can actually happen pretty easily. And those of you who have been in the industry for years, you know, it's really just a simple conversation. And then you document your conversation with an email back to them. The conversation happens pretty easy. As long as it happens in advance. That's the key. That's the key to the relationship. It happens in, in advance. Everybody's agreeable. You know what to do. And it's not a problem. The problem happens when you don't have the conversation. You're new to the business and you didn't realize you needed to have this conversation about responsibility of all these things happening. And suddenly things are piling up and what do you do with them? Let me get one more sip of coffee here. Of course, everyone wants you to sell the home quickly. You've got the listing and what do you do? You want it sold quickly because you don't want these kind of things actually piling up and happening. But you can be ahead of the process very easily with having that kind of conversation. All right. Take a minute and like the show. I would love it if you hit me on a Monday morning with, with, with a like. It makes my week. Also, send me a comment. What other shows would you like to hear about? What topics can we do to help you build your business bigger than ever imagined before? Also, we have programs to build your business. Of course, I strongly encourage people be involved in coaching because nobody can think of everything. Be involved in coaching. The people that are the most successful are regularly getting coached in this business. Regular, they have a regular coach. I'm not saying go out and spend a ton of money. I am saying get a hold of a good coach that knows the business. Right down here in the banner, you can see our Kickstarter program. Take a look at our Kickstarter program. 100% money back guarantee on our Kickstarter program. This is the kind of thing you want to look for. Not just because it's 100% money back guarantee, but what it stands for. It means that the people are actually in belief of their own product, their own service. We, we know we can build your business bigger than ever before. We know we can get you to a six-digit income. There's no doubt. Our products, our services show you how to get leads and convert them to clients. And this is what I intend to do for you every day is build your business bigger than ever imagined. This is Real Estate Daily. I'm your real estate guru. And I look forward to talking with you and building your business bigger than ever before. And I'll see you tomorrow.